What's up, everybody? Welcome to Navigate with Faith Podcast. This is your girl, Sierra. And Elisa. And we are coming at you today with the final episode of season two in your living room. In your living room. In your couch. On your love seat. In your house. Coming to you on this podcast. Through your airways and the Bluetooth. Car ways, I said, mm. Mm. Electric ways, I said, mm. <laughs> Electric ways. <laughs> Why do we do this? Somebody to sign me. I mean, the freestylers be freestyling. Indeed, they be freestyling. In Jesus' name. The freestyles do be free. No tax. Wow, I didn't think about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Straight non profit bars. Wow. That was not 501C. No, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I'm telling nah, you. The bar. jokes, the jokes be coming off the they top like that too. They be there. Amen. Amen. Alisa, you know, what's up, girl? Like, you know, like what are what are what are we thinking? Hmm. You know, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? What are yeah. we chatting about? You know. So there is this little huge topic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, that got a little topic, but it's huge. <laughs> like, let me see. It's muy importante. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a, little, a little bilingual for that last episode, baby. You know what I'm saying? We're going to close it out the finale. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, something that is so, 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 so important, not just in our faith, in all faiths, but specifically with us, you know, prayer. Prayer mm. is a topic that I feel like people have so many opinions about. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of do's and don'ts and how do I pray and and do I pray real cute and I don't want to bug God or do I pray real persistent and, you know, and, and how's the way that I'm supposed to approach God? Is he my homeboy? Is he my Heavenly Father that I must come to with full formality. Like, there's just so much conversation about prayer. So I think we should dive into it and really find out, you know, what are the parameters? What are the standards? What are the expectations surrounding prayer? You know what I'm saying? I think we can do that. <laughs> I think we can handle that. Amen. Well, we'll pray. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to close out this second season of your podcast, Navigate with Faith. Lord God, we love you so much, and we are just truly honored that you have blessed us with the opportunity to come on this mic week after week and just talk about the things that make your heart smile. Lord, we want to ask that you please help me and Sierra to die, Father God, so that you may overtake everything that we're saying on this podcast and spread your message your way. Lord, we love you so much, and we just ask that every single listener is touched by the words, by the conversation, and by the revelations you're going to bring to them today. Lord, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, um, I was, you know, listening to your intro. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel like there are some terms in the faith that we hear so much. Mm -hmm. We do not really, we still don't really associate the power with the word. Wow. Because we hear it so much, right? And so we hear pray and we hear have faith and we hear wait. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah, I know all that, but what else? Mm -hmm. And the power has been stripped away from it. You know what I mean? I ran into somebody who was a little down, you know what I mean? And I was like, you okay? You know, 
He told me what his problem was, and the only thing I could think to do that would be most useful would be to pray. And his demeanor was kind of like, girl, that is not going to do it. You know what I mean? But I, that's what I felt from him. You know, wow. it was like, yeah, but, 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 but. And it's like, you know, there is no but because the most helpful thing I can do for you is pray for you, right? But I think we hear that so much, and people's faith has even kind of grown weary. I can say, you know, I've been in there before. It was like, okay, so I'm praying, but now what? We, we always feel like there's a now what as if prayer is not enough. And I wonder if we are praying the right way so that we can be satisfied and be like, oh, okay, well, that was enough. Wow. Right? Wow. Accessing the power. That's really, that's really deep what you said because I can totally agree. I mean, even with all of the current events and social mm-hmm. justice right. issues, right. there's this attitude on social media and in conversations mm-hmm. like, please, we don't want that prayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to do more than pray. Mm-hmm. We gotta do, mm-hmm. And it's so dismissive. So often people treat prayer like it's an out or like it's a lazy yeah. approach, like it's not heavy enough. It doesn't move enough. Yeah. It's it's just like this light and fluffy thing that doesn't get anything done. They almost act like it's like an excuse. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just, you just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that definitely comes from the fact that we don't see, I think, the radical prayers the way we used to, you know. In God's Word, when we see some of these miracles and things like that, we haven't, unfortunately, in modern-day times, we don't really see as often the power, the full power of what prayer can do, because I feel like we go into it not really expecting it to be that over the top, you know? And, you know, yes. And in the most simplest form, prayer is just having that communication with God mm-hmm. directly through the Holy Spirit. We didn't used to have that access. Had it not been for Jesus, we wouldn't have been able to directly go to nothing, right? right. You can go talk to this priest who got a, okay, you know. But I wonder if people just don't find any value in communication in general. Mm-hmm. And so being able to have a open and healthy dialogue between you and God seems really far-fetched because we don't value communication or the understanding of communication anyway. But you said a key word that I think is often taken out of the association of prayer. You said dialogue. Mm. I don't think most people associate prayer with dialogue. They think they're just saying a, a couple of words and it's supposed to make them feel better so they can move on and, you know, okay, I prayed about it. That dialogue means having conversation between two people where you not only speak, but you hear back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know Mm -hmm. how often nowadays people expect to hear back. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't seem like it's that important or that heavy or that transformational because there's not an expectation of hearing it back, Mm -hmm. you know, and and getting a response. And so you'll find that people have different associations and tend to be more interested in prayer when they have seen God move and respond. And that tends to grow our confidence in prayer and our attachment to prayer is when we realize it is a dialogue and we've experienced it. So what is the best way to get someone, (laughs) what's the best way to get someone to respond? Um, you know, persistence. Okay. Persistence. Yeah. Persist, which reminds me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, and I want us to kind of use this just as an emphasis and a support 
you know what I mean, to the to, to what it is that we're saying. So we'll we'll go ahead and we'll start in Luke eleven. And Luke eleven, its entire the point of it, it starts off as a model prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, the disciples are asking, How do you pray? Right. And so these words came straight from Jesus. And he starts off saying, Okay, if you don't know what else to do, you don't know what else to say, you do the Lord's Prayer. Right. Our Father who art in heaven, I encourage you all, if you don't know the Lord's Prayer, to learn it. All right. Because that that might be it. Right. And, you know, we learned even in Bible study, you know, modify it so that it means something to you. Because, again, if you do know the Lord's Prayer, if you've been saying it since you was an adolescent, the value has also gone. Absolutely. Right. But he continues on to to discuss a parable. And I'll just read it, you know, through for you all because I love me a parable. But Luke 11 and 5, and he said to them, this is Jesus, right? Which of you should have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he'll answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Exclamation Mm. point. Woo! Mm. Now I want to pause for a second so we can let that one settle in. That's deep. So. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, again, I love me a parable. Okay. And, you know, and I read this and it came up and I think that there was more emphasis on the friend. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you think about a friend, it feels like there's some sort of, there's, there's some sort of obligation. To, to another person, right? And you mentioned there being a level of comfort mm-hmm. with a friend. Shameless, right? And when you are in need or when you're desperate, there is no shame, right? The shame is me being desperate. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there is no shame. And so I, I, I appreciated so much Jesus calling himself with us a friend, Mm-hmm. It wasn't a servant came to a master. He could have used anything, but he used the gentle term of friend, right? He said, and this friend came to me. And I answered him not because he was my friend, but because he was persistent mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yeah, you know, in the NLT version, it it does emphasize shameless persistence. It says, though he will not rise and give to him because of his friendship, but because of his shameless persistence. So it's talking about that, like you said, just having, when I think about shamelessness, right, Mm. it's like, I don't care how this looks. I don't care if this is inconvenient. You and your family in the bed. I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking because I need something. And 
I'm just thinking about my desperate, shameless tenacity, audacity, like all of that, you know what I mean? Just continuing on because I'm so desperately in need, you know? And it says he didn't, he didn't give it to him because of his friendship. Yes, they were friends, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, my heart, it was straight up like, you won't go away. So here you go. I can't help but think that if Jesus is outlining this as a parable and he is, you know, using this as an example for his ministry, that there must be an appreciation for just the plain, good old, consistent prayer. Like, he just has an appreciation for people who are desperate for him. I mean, I feel like this desperation is, like, synonymous to, like, kind of being humble. You know, if you don't feel, not feeling like you are so above or holier than thou to drop to your knee, touch the hem of his garment, okay? I ain't got no shame. I'm, this is, I'm desperate and I need this and I know you can do it. And by all means, please do it. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we talked previously about what feel, what we feel like actually made Jesus smile. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the, can you please heal my son? I believe I believe you can. I, if you say you can, then you can. I believe it. You know, dropping people down from the roof so that they can be healed. Mm-hmm. Blind men getting up, wiping their face in the mud. Come on now. Yeah, he he loved that desperation. He loved, like you mentioned, the woman with the issue of blood who crawled yeah. to, to grab him. And he felt the power leave him to the point he's like, who was that? And people was back, backed up like, oh, she about to get it now. <laughs> and he was like, wow. Like, he was impressed by that. There were right. so many times where there was a a sense of, of manners that was completely, like, disregarded when it came to people in their desperation for Jesus. And every time people thought the person was going to be admonished Mm -hmm. for what they did, Mm -hmm. Jesus was impressed. When Mm -hmm. that woman cried all over his feet, and that was so immoral at Mm -hmm. the time, and wiped her her hair. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and when she wiped her hair, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, across his feet, that was so, first of all, to let let her hair down in Mm -hmm. front of men and all of that stuff. Everybody who was absolutely appalled mm-hmm. was they were they were feeling opposite of Jesus because Jesus was like impressed. You right. know what I mean? When you had Zacchaeus who got up in a tree, right. you know what I'm saying? Just so he climbed a tree he did. to invite Jesus to to his house. He like, just wanted to see Jesus. I mean, and so it was like all of these daring, persistent people, it worked for Jesus. The people who weren't just being cute about their desperation, about their interest in him, about their needs. Everybody who was just like, I ain't got nothing but my need for you. Like, I am at my wit's end. Like, this is it. I'm just, I'm empty. It was like, that's when he just, he just loves it. And we we know there's a verse in the Bible that says that he's close to the brokenhearted. Like, mm-hmm. he loves when we are just desperate for him because he is able to really move and work with no uh, distraction. You know, but what I have found in my desperation is that my heart wanted one thing, which is what led me to pray about it. Mm -hmm. And you want it so bad that you're really persistent about it. Mm -hmm. And what you find is that the closer you are, the more persistent you are. If that is not God's will for you, your prayer will begin to pivot. Wow. And so, no, we don't know what to pray as we ought, but you have to start praying. Yeah. And you have to pray persistently so that God can guide you where in which you should pray. 
your prayers change. I can remember being in the middle of a fast, going in a fast with the intent to pray for this specific thing. And then by the time it was over, I was like, dang, did I even, was I even praying for that? You know, it's just the drawing near to him is what will lead you or to guide you concerning what you should or should not be praying for. That's good. That's so good. I can't help but remember, um, I heard a preacher say uh, quite some time ago, like years ago, Mm -hmm. and I can't remember who it was, but I remember they were preaching about persistent prayer, Mm -hmm. and they were saying that with their own children, when Christmas time comes up, their kids are like, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and they're just like running a bunch of requests, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they said, that's not the stuff that I pay attention to when I go to buy my kids gifts. And say so I start to think about those things that my kids have been asking wow. about all year mm-hmm. because that really tells me their heart and what they really want. Yeah. When Christmas comes up, you're bombarded by and distracted by all the ads mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And all of a sudden you want the brand new this and you want that and you want stuff you never even asked for. Mm-hmm. But all year you've been talking about a guitar. Since last March, every day, every month, every week, every time we pass a guitar, you want one, you want to mm-hmm. play it. That's how I know what you really want because you've been persistent and consistent in that. And so, you know, I think it's the same thing with God. And like you said, you know, when we pray and we pray continuously, we pray every day, we talk about a lot of things with God. But those things that we keep coming back to, especially in the midst of asking God, you know, Lord, please give me, you know, my heart's desire and what to desire. I know that's a prayer I pray often. If I'm constantly praying and saying, Lord, please, you know, bend my desires to your will. Please show me what to desire. And this prayer still keeps coming up or I always tend to start turning and make sure I include such and such in this conversation with God and in this situation. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm praying for your will, and I keep going back to this thing, I can't help but think that it's not in your will for me to let it go, but for me to continue in persistence and allow that door to be open. Ask without ceasing. You know, those are are the things that he really does say to us. I remember growing up, and I guess just in full transparency, I was in a a group home. And I was was young, and so there were some older people there. And this chick had gave me a Bible. This is my first Bible. I still mm-hmm. got the Bible. But this chick had gave me a Bible. She was a girl. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> she was a little older than me. But she gave me a Bible, and we were talking about praying. And so I remember saying, I, yeah, I be, I be praying. I keep praying about the same thing or something like that. And she was like, oh, no, oh, no, you, um, you're not supposed to keep praying. Like, you, you, you pray one time, and then you let it go. Because if you continue to pray, then that means that you don't have any faith in God. Mm. Do you know I went my whole life feeling like I'm just supposed to pray and just drop that off because I do have faith. Mm. And I understand, I, I can I can see where she was coming from, but biblically, that is in, that's incorrect. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wonder how many times that has been said to anybody else. You know what I mean? I wonder how many times people have misled us concerning prayer. Or I wonder how many times somebody did not tell the whole truth about the power of prayer. I was visiting a church. Mm. And this woman clean passed out on the pew. Clean passed out. And I was a visitor, okay? Mm-hmm. Shocked me. I saw her eyes in her mouth, right? She was an older lady. I thought she was a goner, right? And so the pastor very calmly says, Church, we need to pray. Mm-hmm. 
And you see the whole church praying. Ain't everybody want, it wasn't no jumping around loud. Nobody want Millie rocking. Nobody, it was, <laughs> it was not. It wasn't any of that, but it was like gentle, quiet prayers. Mm-hmm. And I watched this woman who was sitting right behind me grab the pew with all of her little might and lean up. And it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If I had ever forgot what the power of prayer was like, I remember because I literally just saw this woman be revived back to life. Wow. Because people were praying. That's good. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. We we need to see that more often, you know, and I wonder if we would if that was our first line of defense, you know, like to pray those really dangerous, those really like gutsy prayers, you know what I mean? Um, there's no reason why in other countries people are seeing things, people <laughs> are yeah. experiencing things that you wouldn't believe you know, but over here, we just praying to make sure that our water don't get cut off or that, you know what I mean, we get to work on time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there are some people out there who are really praying prayers that are life or death, that are sickness or health, like some serious, some crazy stuff. And I just wonder if it is just a level of expectation and faith that we have to invest in it so that we can, there's no difference. There's no difference, you know, between us and them. It's just, what do we bring to God? You know, other countries I don't, I, 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 you know, I'm a little, I ain't been out the country, you know. Yes, you have, girl. Puerto Rico is still America. <laughs> and they live in large over there. Puerto Rico. Well, you know, what I was trying to say is I think that there are, there's a lot more poverty in yeah. third world countries than it is here. And so they don't have a lot of, a whole lot of means to make stuff happen. People can get it done here. You know what I mean? If that mean take something from somebody, if that mean work a little harder, if you know, whatever it is, there there are ways in order f- for you to get it done. But they ain't got that. All they got is prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they believe it and they walk on it wholeheartedly. And I wonder, I know that I've, I used to pray sometimes with a hard heart. And I don't know that people know that that's a real thing, but praying with a hard heart being H-E-double hockey stick bent on receiving something. And then when you don't receive it, you feel like, God, don't be hearing me. (laughs) Right. Instead of praying with a surrendered heart, you know, like, this is what I want. And so I heard you say, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. And I've said that before and I hadn't meant it because I thought I knew what I wanted. And so, again, persistently praying for something like that, your heart begins to open up. But we really have to practice praying with with an open heart like, okay, I, I probably won't like it. My emotions will be—my feelings will be hurt, but I, I know that you will work it out. But I do think that a lot of us have been hurt by praying with a hard heart and not receiving what we thought was best for us. And now we throw our hands up and say, well, God don't be answering my prayer, so I'm going to go and I'm going to go talk to the tree. Wow. (laughs) Or the rocks. (laughs) That's the, you know, praying with a hard heart for sure. Praying with a made-up heart, you Mm. know, with your mind made up. With a Pharisee heart. With a Pharisee heart, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You praying in word. Yeah. But you're not really uh, praying with the belief that God can say no. Like, it's like, yeah. I know he can say no, but I ain't going to say no. Am I like, ready I to hear no? Right. Right. It's it's kind of like um, 
you know, okay, I'm going to pray this prayer, but I really have, you know, I'm not really open to God's response. And it'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. I think that's a part of um, growing and maturing. I think that's a part of uh, that experience, like you said, you know, going back to prayers, um, seeing if your heart really wants that, if it comes up again, if you completely forget all about it, you know, um, and then there's some things in our life that we just know, Lord, if you answer this prayer, I know it was nobody but you because I know <laughs> yeah. how much I put. There is some things that when we get blessed with certain things, baby, it's not going to be by chance. We're Couldn't even act like we stumbled upon it because the hours, mm. the tears, the desperation, the persistence. I know there's some things that I had totally be like, I'm getting on God's nerves. But y'all, if you mm. ever... If you ever were concerned that you were bothering God, let this passage in Luke reassure you mm-hmm. that he respects that. Yeah. He, he didn't say the—this didn't say that the person wasn't annoying at the at the door. Matter of fact, it was like, fact. because you annoying, exactly. here you go, huh? Exactly. Huh, what is it? Here go, here go your sugar. You did all that because you wanted some sugar in your coffee? Yeah. Hey, we asleep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll, I'll take—guess what? If I'm that persistent and I care that much about my prayer, I will take it. Thank you. <laughs> like you in, oh, here, dang, girl, here. I will take it here, <laughs> Thank dang. you. Yeah, I'll take it here, dang. <laughs> <laughs> huh, dang, thank you. And I'll be so happy. <laughs> All right, have a great night's rest, Jesus. Appreciate yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? So this is, I think it's just really, really dope that we are seeing that, you know, we're dispelling those things like what you said. Because yeah. I've heard things like that in concerning faith. And it's kind of that like real thin line between, do I not believe it because I keep praying? I've heard that and I've mm, thought that. Mm. And, you know, maybe it was the enemy trying to discourage us from continuing to be persistent. Because this, this joint, say, right? It's a do it. Y'all hear these pra- these pages here? That's it. It say it right in there. It say it right in there. It'll say it right in there. And and so I, I love Luke eleven thirteen, you know, where he is talking about Jesus. First is, of all, the way Jesus be asking you these questions, it's man. like, think think about Come it. Come on now. It's, it really be like, think about it. Come on now. Do that make sense to you? Come on Come now. Come on, anime. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. You think you think uh your daddy Jacoby gonna give you a better gift than me? Then to Jesus? D- Come on now. Come on you now. You think Donald, you think Corey <laughs> Kidding yourself. Stop playing. I love it, but Jesus was Jesus was a Jesus was a real dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's that's real. You know what I mean? I, I just told you, I done gave you this whole lineup. I told you you was my friend. I told you to be persistent. But you rather go out and ask an evil person, do something evil, do something immoral, right? Devalue yourself, put yourself in harm's way, walk out into sin, and then versus asking me. Child. Keep asking me. What? First of all, you ain't that busy. If you really want something, just keep on asking. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Jesus Christ because, you know, I will say there were some things I was like, well, I'm just going to let it go. And you obviously don't want me to have it. But, you know, there, there's still this thing where you continue to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. You say, oh, I'm going to let it go, right? Oh, I'm going to surrender it, you know, over to you. But that's kind of like a contradictory. I think the the surrender part is having an open heart to a yes or a no. But just because I surrender it don't mean I'm going to stop praying about it. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just surrendering what I may or may not hear. I learned that when they, they used to say that the prayer acronym was praise him, repent specifically, ask, and then yield. Mm. Right? And you you hinted to it earlier. It is a it is a dialogue, but we so busy running around that we don't even stop after our prayer to be like, okay, speak to my heart, Lord. Because you got something. He speaks. Yeah. Now, he ain't just going to be sitting there like, okay, he ain't just got a whole bunch of words for you because his words are valuable. So he's going to say something that's going to stick with you, that's going to answer you. But do you want to hear it? Mm. How about this? You know, speaking of do you want to hear it, okay, do you want to read it and understand it? Because this verse 13, okay, on today, and on today, I have realized that verse 13 does not say that God will give you better gifts. It says, how much more will you ha- your heavenly father, your is italicized. Like, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? When he's mm, talking about, mm. so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit wow. to those who ask him? This whole time, every time we hear this verse, every time we hear this passage, I don't know about you, but I always heard it. And maybe it just kind of the end became a blur. Oh, yeah. But I always heard it as, if you sinful people can give good gifts, I can then give better I, gifts. Yes, right. This don't say no. gifts. It says the gift is the Holy Spirit. Wow. So he's the talking about an Abundant, like he's talking about the, the communal caution. The communal caution. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about <laughs> my bad. The, the trash can in here praising. Now the trash can said, "Hey, baby." <laughs> I look down like, "What you doing? Playing drums?" <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just so interesting. I there's so many things. Sometimes it's when you reread it and. It's persistent. What? Oh, I thought you had said something about persistently reading the words so that new things can come out. Wow, amazing. How much we think we know, (laughs) right? Oh, that sounds familiar. Mm. Oh, I know that verse. Yeah, go to that. And you start rattling Mm -hmm. off stuff. Mm -hmm. And the difference between one word or phrase makes the world a difference for content. It sure does. So thank you, Heavenly Father, for the Holy Spirit. And that's that on that, on that. Ultimately, the model prayer is the Lord's prayer. This yes. is considering word. The Lord's prayer and persistence. Yes. With an open heart. Right. The Lord's prayer with an open heart and being persistent. I love the Lord's prayer. <laughs> I like that. Like, that's my that's my jam. It's really my jam. But but you said something earlier that is really on point as we were talking about how used to hearing the word pray and even the Lord's Prayer itself mm-hmm. that we get and then how it kind of loses its pizzazz. Mm-hmm. You know, I often, just me personally, I will say the Lord's Prayer just as an intro to whatever I'm about to pray because at yeah, least yeah, I know— some part of this prayer is correct because it's the it. template that you gave me, Jesus. You Call said, Our template. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your mm-hmm. kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So I know that if I say that part, that part is right, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that I did something right in this prayer. 
But, you know, oftentimes as I use it as my intro, mm-hmm. right, just to get in order, just to get in in place, just to get on point. Mm-hmm. Like if I get distracted, I'll double back and slow down so that I really am conscious of those words. Because like you said, it loses some of this pizzazz when you say it a lot. Sometimes we got to slow down. Sometimes we have to reword it. You know, I know I'll say, and please, you know, forgive me for my sin, my unrighteousness, and my iniquities. As we forgive those who sin against us, that's the key part. Sometimes we stop there. So forgive me for my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. That's huge, (laughs) you know, what you're asking for. And so I just think that it's just so special. Like, God is so considerate of us that he's not just this um, entity that just goes, oh, you should mm, please me. And I'm not going to give you no hints. I'm not going to tell you how. Just do what I want you to do. And if not, you're punished. Like, this man, they gave us a template? How can you complain about a God who tells you exactly how to please him and, like, like that's considerate. That's what a friend would do. Like, mm-hmm. you let me know exactly what you want to hear and how I'm supposed to do it, and, and you're giving me guidelines so that I can understand what you're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. I just—that's just so special. And, and if you're ever confused as to what to say— how to say it. You can always start there. And then also God's word tells us that if you absolutely have no clue what to pray for, you can ask the Holy Spirit to pray for you and intercede on your behalf. Mm-hmm. They hear moans yes, and, and groans and weeping yes. and sneezes. <laughs> that, <laughs> Those that, moans and groans that you don't understand. Yeah. That is the Holy ultimate Spirit, pray for me. That's a thing. The, the ultimate translator. Holy and Spirit, just... activate. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Amen. I'm sorry. Amen. Shout out to TikTok. <laughs> Amen. It really is a simple, um, however you would pick up the phone to tell somebody, however you would write down in your journal, you can say it. There aren't any limitations on what you say or how you say anything to God. It is the act of actually saying it to God with an open heart, with mm-hmm. a soft heart. I'm not going to say open heart, but with a soft heart. Mm-hmm. You know, not not having your mind made up before you go through the throne, but allowing him to make your mind up. You know what I mean? And it's just merely saying the things that are on your heart, saying the things that are on your mind. We know that the enemy's defeat is is your mind. That's his. That's how he wins. Is he gets you to sabotage yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, even if we're thinking ugly things by way of it being instilled by a negative entity, you can say how you are genuinely feeling in your mind to God, and He will strengthen he will he will cleanse your mind he mm-hmm. will cleanse your mind if you feel so strongly about something and you pray about it pray about it again in three days see if you still feel the same way i guarantee you ain't gonna remember joy be coming in the morning i thought about i thought about something one night i said i'm gonna go to sleep let me see if i feel like this in the morning don't even know what i was talking about i just remember i don't feel the same way at night because god does stuff like that mm-hmm. that's what prayer does mm-hmm. it's it really cleanses your mind it's the the helmet of Salvation. You know, you said something concerning like how we come to God and telling him our truth and things of that nature. I know there's always like a conversation about how to approach God. I heard some people talk to him like a homeboy. Other people talk to him like he is the, the, you know— 
I don't know, know what you, like he's an emperor and there's like, if you say the wrong thing, it's going to be off with your head. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so some people are super, super formal and some people are super, super informal. Mm -hmm. And ironically, you know, uh, you and I were just having a conversation about tone, about approach, Mm -hmm. you know, um, friend to friend. Mm -hmm. And you brought some to my attention. And it's interesting because my thought that came out of it is, um, you know, I don't care how close you are with somebody, how you approach something, how you speak, how you um, choose your words is always important. Yeah. No matter how comfortable you are with somebody, whether that's a spouse, whether that is a sibling, whether that is a friend, a BFF, a mm-hmm. cousin, there is there really should be nobody on this earth that you get so comfortable with that you mindlessly just throw words out there in tone and you just don't care because we so cool. And, <laughs> you know, I think that that really sums up when we talk about being a friend of God and how to talk to him, you know, there should always be a consideration for how I'm talking to my friend. Does mm-hmm. it mean you can't be honest? No. Does it mean that you can't be in your feelings and just, you know, uh, vent? No, it doesn't. But, you know, the way that you talk to God, just as a friend, we got to remember, even in our frustration, even in our emotions, even in our moods, we don't want to ever accidentally shoot a stray bullet because we just, you know, I'm just letting it all out, you know, mm-hmm. to to make sure that we always have that respect there as you would your other friends. If you spend time making sure you respect your friends here on earth, respect your friend in Jesus, so, you know. And that's what the fear of the Lord is. When yeah. people hear fear of the Lord, I think that's why some people do come to him as an emperor because he's off with your head. But the word fear is translated as respect. respect. Yep. Fear of the Lord is respect of the Lord, which means you... We're going to be emotional, but we're also going to respect him. Job's blessing, right? The whole book of Job, one of the longest chapters in the Bible, that's prayer. This man was talking. He was praying. He was venting. He was mad. He was sad. He was confused. He was all of these emotions, but he never disrespected God because he knew his power, right? And we can even consider that as persistence. He wasn't just him him and David. Him and Solomon, him, David, Solomon, Job. It's, it's amazing how it goes. Song, Proverb, Job, or Job, Song, Proverb. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. But they all were doing the same exact thing constantly, constantly, constantly. But it was there was a respect that was there. Absolutely. And so I agree. You 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 talk to your friends respectful, your coworkers respectful, but respect doesn't put restraints on persistence or prayer. Yeah. There, there isn't any restraints. There isn't any restraints. We should just respect people just off GP anyway. Yeah. Yep. And it, and God, God's word says that blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven. That's the unforgivable sin. And that has to do with your words and what you how you regard God, like you blaming him for certain things, you cursing him, you know what I mean? You blaspheming God is is considered to be an unforgivable sin, which tells me that. You can't just let your freak flag fly when you're talking to God. No. You know what I'm saying? You can't just—he is your friend, but he is still to be honored and praised. And you're talking about your Savior? That's how you're going to talk to your Savior? You know what I'm saying? Honesty and disrespect are not, you know, 
can't coexist, I don't think. I think that you can be honest and still respectful, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, we don't we don't ever want to find ourselves so lackluster in our attempts to fear God. So, that's good. Amen. That's good. So, Sierra, has there been anything that you have prayed for that you, and you don't have to say it in detail, but just the experience or the the manifestation of God's delivery, you know, of a prayer that is like really stood out to you or, or even encouraged you, even if you saw it in somebody else. I know you mentioned the young, the older woman passing out. Mm-hmm. But has there any, been anything personally? You know, I live in a different state than my nieces and nephews. And I've always wanted to just be like a great aunt, you know. And um, I remember not being able to communicate with my nephew because of the relationship between his mother and my brother. And I remember countless nights praying that we somehow reunite. I mean, and this went on for years and years and years. And one day my brother FaceTimed me and my nephew was in the car. And we are friends on Facebook. You know, he said, auntie, he calls me auntie. What's your phone number? We sit and we just talk on the phone. You know what I mean? We send each other text messages. Um, And I finally got the chance to be an aunt. You know what I mean? And it really it really makes my heart smile because I remember being like, I just want to be an aunt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want to be a positive role model in his life. I feel like I can. that's the least I can do. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I didn't know how we would ever. I didn't know how we would ever. You know what I mean? And God set it up in such a way where in which I, at the very least, was able to create a relationship. Oh, that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. I think those intentional prayers are, like, so sweet. Like, so, like, I cannot give anybody credit Absolutely. but God because yeah. I know this was a situation that I thought was dead and gone. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, a really special thing with, like, kind of, and, I, and I'll use this lightly, but, like, surprise prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that to mean, like, sometimes— there are some things that you don't realize you haven't even prayed for. Yeah. And then as soon as you pray for it, it's like, God's like, what you, girl, I've been, what you been waiting on? I've been waiting on you to pray this. I've been <laughs> had this for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I know that that happened recently for me. Like, sometimes you can pray something and something happens so fast. You're like, wait, what? And it really was like, I didn't even ask for this. I thought that I wanted it, but I don't, I must not have, I must not have asked. For, for this and this whole time God was like girl I've been waiting on you to ask that you know but I think that those those very 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 special prayers are those ones that just that persistence is still just top notch amen and sometimes it's just so that you can look at that situation and be like God did that God did that because sometimes we need physical representations or we need to look at things that's what proof is mm-hmm you know, and sometimes we need to be looking at it and be like, that was God. I remember. Mm-hmm. I know that you are faithful. I know that you do love me. I know that you hear me. I know we go through that a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know you heard me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's comforting Yeah. as we as we move forward in yeah. this very troubling world. Yeah, I get you a Gideon prayer too, man. I ain't. I know some people have some really dope um, 
testimonies considering those Gideon prayers where you're asking for something specific. Mm -hmm. But like you said, your heart got to be desperate. I'm telling you, that one works best with desperation. You pray, Lord, if you say it and do this, do that, you know. Um, But I think we all grow in our communication with God and, you know, praying without ceasing. I pray in the car a lot. That's, you know, we've talked about that many, many times on here. Um, You know, I know that we have had seasons of our life where we have been super regimen about um, when and where we pray. There was a point in my life where I was getting up at, what, 5 a.m., going into a cold car in my driveway because I need to get out of the house to do my quiet time and to sit with God in discomfort, you know, because there was nobody and nothing else I got up to do this for and put myself in this position for but God. And it was a sacrifice so that I could spend that an hour with him sitting in my driveway in the middle of winter, Mm. you know, but it was times like that in different seasons, you know, where you really do challenge, you know, um, yourself to, to, to really like get close to God, you know, and it's not always, you know, sometimes you, Uh, get a little lackluster. And they always say, if you feel far from God, it's you that's trade, not God. So just, you know, climb your way back. Right. You know, I just thought about Adam. You know what I mean? When Adam was feeling deprived and scared, it was because he separated himself from God. God was still walking in the garden trying to figure out, boy, where you at, boy? But where you at, boy? He said, I know he I know he didn't disobey me, but ain't no way. But no way. No, way. no. So, so but I think that that's a really good comment. You know, it's you, right? Yeah. And so let's bring ourselves back to God. I mean, this is the end of 2021. And I mean, it has been a year or two. Has it been one year or two? Like I don't even know what year this has been. How many years has this one year been? We started in... How many years has 2021 been? Oh, wow. She yeah. said, how many, many years, years has this year been? been? That's funny. It has been so long, it feels Shoot. like. Who you I mean, I, can, I, learned, I learned a lot about God, about myself, you know, and I can honestly say that it was through prayer. Mm. I can honestly say that it was through prayer, you know. How would you encourage the people? I mean... Yes. Um, you know, this year I I too learned a lot about myself and there's been a lot of changes, things that I thought were one way that I was like, ha, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Let me let me put you on game. And so I would just encourage everybody to, of course, take everything to God. When you don't feel like praying, that's probably when you need to pray the most. But also pray those dangerous prayers. Ask him to reveal to you areas where you can grow and to give you eyes I see and ears that hear because I think a lot of us have blind spots. And one thing that I'm learning is that it's not fun realizing I don't know what I don't know and I thought I knew and now I don't, you know. But God really does take that serious if you are willing to allow Him to show you you. And so to pray those prayers, to be honest about um, your ignorance or where you need help, I just encourage everybody to get real with God Get shameless, like this passage in Luke said. Get shameless, yeah. shameless about your persistence. Yeah. Um, and remember that God is your friend, but He ain't your little friend. <laughs> he your friend, but He ain't your little friend. I agree. Amen. And if we are looking, where can we start? How can I be real with myself? Psalm one thirty nine. 
It's very much, you know, David going back and forth and it's like, listen, please, you know, reveal unto me who I am. When I'm laying down and when it's quiet at night, speak to me, right? And I, I would encourage everybody to be open to correction. We will not get far not being teachable. Life is about learning lessons. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to do what you thought you heard the Lord say to you. If you thought you heard it, you go back again. I just I just would encourage everybody to be transparent and to be teachable and to put themselves in spaces and around people um, who would help them do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Honestly, because this place is temporary and I, you know, and we should really, you know, work on just trying to be the best versions of ourselves. We'll never be perfect. We'll never be like Jesus. But I think what we discovered on this podcast is that it is the effort and trying to be Christ-like, the real Christ, not the Christ that they be talking about on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The real Christ, you know. 2022 should be the year for uh, spiritual improvement. Application. Application, you know, strengthening relationships, taking a step back and be like, oh, oh, okay. Right? To not, to not, sometimes we can be prideful to our own selves. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the worst thing you can ever do is not admit something to yourself. Mm. Who the fool, me or you? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. I mean, I just want us to uh, try. Can I say that? Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, ain't no wrong. Uh, like, yeah, give a full effort. Give a full effort. Well, y'all. Very rarely do we record, and we know exactly what place an episode is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And we have really, you know, we haven't been perfect with this season. We get it out, and um, you know, promo and all that stuff. But you know, we. We are operating in obedience and um, making sure that we do provide and produce exactly the type of content that God is calling us to. And even if we're stumbling through, even if we're crawling through, through schedule changes, through ups and downs, through life's struggles, you know what I mean? It's the continuation and the effort, you know, as we see time and time again, as we just talked about that persistence, you know what I mean? Even if that means persisting in, you know, what God has called you to do. That persistence means so much. And I always like to say that this is a effort-based faith. And so y'all, if this is your daily reminder to just try your best and, you know, receive the grace and the mercy that God has for you. And, you know, talk to him, man. Talk, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk, talk, talk to him. <laughs> 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 we love y'all I do This has been awesome It's your girl Sierra And Alisa And this is how you Navigate, Navigate with faith. faith Thank you for listening To the Navigate with Faith podcast Produced and edited By Dante Don's Press Play Hodge And recorded at Lantern Audio Our show artwork and graphics Were done by the Pigment Playground Music by Turn Me Up J. Cav. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite streaming platform and connect with us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.